I'm Phil Rickaby, and I'm a writer and performer, and I'm also an introvert. And I'm Jess McCauley, and I'm a theater maker, and I am also an introvert, and this is The Introvert's Guide to... So, we're coming from this from different perspectives. Yes. It's going to be interesting. Because I've never gotten married. <laughs> if you have, that's going to be shocking for me. I know. <laughs> I, I've shocked you enough, I think, after the, <laughs> after the last couple. Um, I've been a guest at weddings, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, what's the biggest wedding you've been to? That might have been my cousin Jen's. Okay. Uh, this is... I might have been in my late twenties, early thirties. Must have been early thirties because my cousin was still a rock star then. Um, mm-hmm. And that was a lot of people I did not know. Mm-hmm. Literally, it was like the nightmare thing. And I was seated at a table with people I did not know. <gasps> no, I think I don't even. Uh, who knows? I mean, I don't know what goes into these things. I think they just needed to slot me somewhere. Right, right, right. And I'm assuming the guest list was like in the triple digits or something. It was probably, I mean, yeah, it was definitely in the in the near near on the hundred. Oof. I think. So, it was a pretty big wedding. It was a pretty big wedding. So, that was a Yeah. that was a trial. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, and especially with that magnitude of guests, yes. I wouldn't even want to get started on that seating chart. I already had a hard enough time because I did mine in harvest tables. So, it it was kind of easy just to start patterning people, transitioning who's who's gonna sit where, and so that that was kind of the easy part of it. But I couldn't imagine doing like over a hundred guests banquet tables. There's only about eight that you can slot together. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just a headache right there. Uh, oh man! So you were sitting with people you didn't even know, eh? No, I didn't know any of those people. Oh, no. Were they extroverts? I don't even know. After, I mean, after a certain point, once people start start getting alcohol in them, aren't most people extroverts? That's okay. That's true. I mean, a lot that's of people, true. I mean, we've we've heard some feedback from some people who that's how they deal with social interactions at party, like parties and things is they will drink until they're no longer introverted. Absolutely. And then people get a little shocked saying, you know, like, oh, I would never even would have pegged you as an, as an introvert. But That's right. That's right. It didn't take long before that table. And I mean, there were, I think there were couples or people, they all kind of knew each other. Yeah. I was the, the odd person out at that particular wedding. So um, <laughs> like, I mean, my, the rest of my family was there, but I think we were spread out. Oh no! They didn't. They didn't. They didn't seat us all together at the same table. I think it was more of a let's sprinkle family throughout. Oh geez, that's it's kind of cruel. No, I think. I mean, I know what they were doing. I mean, of course, it's the it's the extrovert default. That mm-hmm. that side of the family has a lot of extroversion in it. Yeah. Um, whether my uncle uh is an introvert or or and just hides it really well. His wife is one hundred percent an extrovert, and so are their children. So. <laughs> Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That was one thing I definitely had to make sure that everyone knew is that this is going to be a small wedding and this is going to be a, just a nice little celebration, nothing big. And I mean, how we decided to get married in the first place was, was just kind of fun, right? Like Steve and I had been engaged for, oh my gosh, I think it was like coming up, it was coming up three years. And I think I just had enough 
of waiting. And it wasn't his fault or mine. Like, it's not like we were dragging it out on purpose. It was just weddings are expensive. Yeah. And everybody wants an invite and everyone's talking mm-hmm. about it all the time. There's a lot of pressure, but we just, we live in such a difficult economy that it just, it was not going to happen. I, I originally had this giant wedding planned. It was like 130 people were in, supposedly on the list. And I think one day I just looked at Steve and was like, yeah, let's just get married. I'm, I'm done. Let's get married. It originally started it evolved into so many different phases. Mm. There was the, we're going to get married at city hall. City hall weddings are usually no more than 15 people. Let's just invite absolutely closest family and friends. And that's it. Mm -hmm. Then it became, well, why don't we do a backyard wedding? Why don't we get like just a nice small little catering company? uh, Do like maybe only, 30 guests and then that's when it snowballed into you know my mom really wanted the mother of the bride experience and they yeah they really wanted to have that that moment for themselves i I, i'm i'm it's it's the it's the thing it's that thing where where the wedding becomes not for the bride and it becomes for the bride the the mother of the bride thing it's think- so true and then like i bless bless their hearts they were they were just they were shocked when we gave them the news that were like hey we want to get married in like three months something small something quick and then my mom and dad came to steve and i a little mm-hmm. later like a couple of weeks later and after the news had like you know that the shock had had been absorbed i suppose is the way to say that they they came to steve and i and asked are you sure you want a small wedding because if we put in like a year's worth of of work here we can have like a pretty big romantic thing happening and and we could do like this outside park thing and and have you know a whole whack load of guests think about all the gifts you can get and i was like but that's that's not the point though the point is is that steve and i have been engaged long enough we know we want to get married and you know we we've been coming up married i think for Oh, oh my gosh. Today is our four month anniversary. <laughs> well, happy wow. anniversary. Well, thank you. Yes. June 28th is now October 28th, the day we're recording huh. this episode. So that's fun. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's uh wow. That just dawned on me there. But as a question, as a question, that, that small, um, that, that, that big wedding, would that have been a wedding that really, um, felt like your wedding? I th- I thought I wanted a big wedding. I did. I mean, you know, I told you before we picked a venue and it mm-hmm. was stunning and I loved it and, and things just fell through though. It, it clearly wasn't meant to be, but this venue was, you know, you needed a whole whack load of people to fill it. Otherwise it was going to look extremely empty. And and I, I thought I did want that. I wanted I, my original dress that I picked out. I never thought in a million years was going to be the dress. It was this beautiful ball gown dress and it was Mm. just embedded with all these beautiful stones on the bodice and i thought this is it this is the dress but then something didn't feel right about it i i think it's just i knew in my heart of hearts i wanted just something small and intimate um so i i ended up 
changing the dress and I got the, you know, and I'm sure, you know, the, the pictures are up on my, my personal Facebook. It's open for public to see. Um, the dress is very simple. I got that on for ridiculous. Get, oh, sorry. Get this. This dress retailed at $2,100. Yours truly. You ever want to find a good bargain? Come shopping with me. I got it for $400. What? Yep. Yep. How did, was, how did you do that? I went off the rack and I went to a wedding dress sale and mm-hmm. got it 50% off, found an imperfection on it, and was able to get a little bit more knocked off. Well, look at you. Yep. Yep. I'm telling you, I am a bargain hunter. <laughs> oh, man. That whole wedding, all the decorations were made by yours truly. It really, fe- it really felt like your wedding then instead of like something that a, a wedding planner had, had sort of like uh, fit you into a template. Exactly. Everything was done the way Steve and I had wanted it done in the first place. So we just, we, a lot of the brides don't have that privilege, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, There was a bride that I knew years ago and her wedding, Phil, I'm going to need, you're sitting down, right? I am sitting down. Yes. Okay. I need you to just take a deep breath before I tell you this. I'm as calm as I can be. Her wedding was not her choice. It was her parents' choice. The guest list was 1,200 people. Fuck, what? <laughs> Excuse my French. We have an explicit rating on the podcast, but like, what? Yep. Who knows that many people? 1,200 people. They had to rent a convention center. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. And they actually were originally at 1,800, and they cut it. <sighs> How do you even navigate a wedding like that i'm trying to imagine how as you know even like as a as a as a couple when you're supposed to make the rounds how do you even do that when there's so many people i i don't i don't know i really don't but when i saw the pictures this wedding was stunning it mm. was big it was bedazzled it it just wow but i cannot believe well, no, I can. It was a convention center. That mm. just, wow. Mm. So that's the biggest wedding. And she's an introvert. Mm. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Could you imagine everyone cheering and screaming as you're, you know, they do the whole, please stand for the Mr. and Mrs. And, and just, like, that's too many people. That's like auditorium that's like seeing a show at a big theater kind of applause level not like an intimate like here's your all your friends and family applauding that's like an audience that's it's too many it's way too many i was very so i'm that's what i mean is i not this advice is not going to work for everyone unfortunately a lot of people don't have the option they they need to invite these family members but for those that you are able to do this. You have to be so firm Mm. with the people that you want to invite and who you don't want there. I managed to get 50 people, Uh which included the wedding party. So there was only, I think maybe about 30 guests. Mm. That's it. And I was so happy with that. I guess for some people though, the, some of those decisions about who's coming are taken out of their hands by the fact that they, Maybe they're not paying for the wedding. And so when you don't pay for the wedding, sometimes the the, the parents are like, well, we're paying for it. So we're doing this. And, and you find losing control over, over the couple's day. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I struck a good deal with my parents. I I sacrificed some friends being able to come mm-hmm. uh, to the wedding because my parents had offered to pay for the reception. Mm-hmm. They they offered to pay for the food and the the venue rental. Um, so I got very lucky, and I said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna let you invite your friends." So you get to invite whoever you want, and I will take some of my friends off mm. of the list. All for the sake of having this small wedding. Right. I just, I was so fed up with thinking about, you know, just drama that mm. was happening, you know, not, not to get too personal here, but there was a little bit of family drama going on. And, you know, I, it, this is a, it's a wedding. Why, why do I want to win? Why do I want this on the happiest day of my life? I think, I think, unfortunately, that there is a lot of instances where there ends up being drama at a wedding. And so, oh, yeah. In some ways, the things people remember about the wedding day end up not being the wedding, but some stupid mm-hmm. conflict that ended up happening during the day or beforehand. Oh, geez. Yeah. There was actually quite a bit of, you know, even with the small wedding I had, there was still a moderate amount of drama leading up to it. Like weddings are a very stressful thing to plan. It was either I I was at home at the time I was nannying. So I was either nannying or I was doing wedding planning. And then it was, I was job hunting at the time. And then I just got my new job. And then I was still in the midst of putting together these decorations. So automatically that puts my anxiety at a, at a, at a high. <laughs> and then there's these little sprinklings of drama happening, which of course blow up into something that shouldn't be blown up into. And of course, Steve was trying as hard as he could, but he's working like nonstop because, you know, he was the breadwinner at the time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, th- there's, there was quite a bit going on and some of it can't be avoided at other times though. I did just have to draw the line and say, okay, this is not important. This is not going to get us anywhere with the planning. We're losing focus of what this day is supposed to be. And and I think at that point, just learning to take everything as it comes mm-hmm. and with a grain of salt and in strides, it made things a little easier. It, it definitely did. Was was some of the some of the stresses that you were having did was dealing with because the wedding industrial complex has a certain attitude towards weddings. I mean, it's one of the, in addition to charging extra because you said the word wedding, there's a certain mm-hmm. attitude. You sent me a, a text when you were, when you were planning uh, still in the like early stages of the planning around um, maybe June. And you gave me an example mm-hmm. of the kind of email you got, which was like, uh, I need to back up from the mic here. Hi, Jess, just your coordinator here. And let me start by saying that I am excited for you with emojis, emojis, emojis. Okay, now I wanted to I wanted to know how long the tables should be. <laughs> That's right. I was so blown away by that just, just huge greeting of an email. First of all, you're already bombarded with so many emails and questions. Sure. I just like to keep my emails nice and concise. Mm-hmm. If I know you, there's going to be some emojis in there. But again, I have to know you. But there is certainly an attitude towards being a bride. And I, ju- I just was not prepared for that. And it made me have to feel like I was on the entire time. That email, <laughs> oh my gosh, it took me so by surprise. It just it just seems to me like if every email comes in like that i part of me like as a bit of a shit disturber my my response to that instead of being like oh thank you so much i'm so glad it would have been like 12 feet 
<laughs> that's the, just the, just like the answer just, just like give the answer they, let them be all their thing and just be like tough feet <laughs> they should see they should each table should seat 20 people you should have seen it when i would go to these wedding shows oh they're so oh my god i don't even want to think about those they're so in your face and i i hated okay there was this time i went to a wedding show and they'll ask so who's the bride and then you're you're just you don't want to say you, but you know, you have to, because you know, you, you're going to find some vendors and they give you the big bridal sash. You can't be missed. They know who to find in that crowd. Oh, like as you're entering the, party, yeah. the, the thing. Oh my God. They give you the sash and it's, you can't miss it. It's, it's a big white sash and it had, pink neon pink cursive writing oh. that's a bride to be oh. and there's some brides there that come with like you know they're they're bridesmaids and their mom and, and yeah. soon to be mother-in-law and they are giddy just <laughs> lots going on so you can imagine me Going into these things with this white sash on and the other brides pass and going, congratulations. Jess, did you go with anybody? Yeah, I did. I went, <laughs> I did. I went with my mom and sister and that's okay. it. What, I mean, what I'm thinking is like, if you had like a friend, cause you could be, cause I know how you feel about attention like that, that you oh, could like yeah. pond the sash off on your friend. <laughs> I've just been like, I need you. To be bride in this situation. Well, I see. And that's the thing is people would argue. Like, I think I joked with my sister and asked if she wouldn't mind. And she was like, no, you're going to want the experience. You only get married once. Hopefully. Uh. And, yeah. And, and it's just, you know, you, you wanted, I wanted that experience oddly enough. But at the same, I think I didn't know what I was getting myself into when I stepped into that convention oh center. And there's. There's these black lights going and, you know, vendors are like their flyers are flying everywhere. Uh, and Oh, it was brutal. How did you do with, um, cause if you mention that you're getting married, people always have a lot of questions. Yes. So how did you deal? Like what kind of questions were you getting and how did you deal with that? I got resentful of questions for a while. I, I just, I think it was, I was just under so much stress to get it done that every time someone asked about the planning, there was so much going on in my head and everything was filtering. And then the only thing I could come out with is, yeah, I'm excited. It's all coming together. You know, it's getting there. Mm. I, I started scripting everything and it wasn't doing my mental health any favors because it made me start resenting the planning. And mm. I did, I did miss the lead up. It was the best feeling ever when, it's the day before the wedding and everyone's at the house and we're all having a good time and, you know, everyone's getting ready to go to bed and we're all excited. I didn't want to miss out on that. So at mm. some point I had to start, I had to start remembering how fun this really is and that this, this planning process will be done and I will miss it. And I do, I, I do miss it. I don't miss mm. the day per se. I look fondly on it, but I don't mm. miss it. Um, so I think I just had to remember people were happy for me. They were happy. They're excited. A lot of people love weddings. I have a co uh, a coworker that's my really good friend. She's getting married right now. And I love chatting with her about her wedding. I love giving her advice, but I know my limit to when to, mm. when to stop talking about it. it. It's just, you do need to turn off. Yeah. 
Now we've done a lot of talking about about the day, mm-hmm. or sorry, the planning. But what about the day? Because um, I've heard a lot of people who who will say like, uh, you know, I don't even remember the day. Oh, <laughs> like they say I. I remember slight, a couple of moments, but it was such a whirlwind. I barely remember the day. I wanted to make sure that that didn't happen. And uh, we couldn't afford a videographer. Uh, frankly, that that was just an expense we we sacrificed. We let go. We picked two things we did not want to let go of, which is photography and the food. Yeah. So we let the videographer go. How we how Steve and I wanted to remember it is... And, and this is a piece of advice I'm going to give for introverts later, so I'll come back to it. But we made the wedding later on in the day. So that way I could sit and have, you know, my champagne, have breakfast, mm. just get ready for, you know, the makeup artist and hairstylist coming over, have time to get into my dress and enjoy that moment. And, of course, the limo showed up, and that's when everything really started going, going, going. But mm-hmm. – um. I told my wedding party in advance that I wanted to, I didn't want to be rushed. I, and if, if I need to slow down, we, we are, are, we are going to slow down. Hmm. We are not going to get, we're not going to rush for the sake of getting there on time. We will get there when we get there. And lo and behold, we got there on time without rushing. Hmm. So that, yes, that was good. Um, And then of course, I, I mean, paying attention to the speeches, paying attention to people when they're coming up to say, you know, how, what a beautiful ceremony. We're having a good time dancing, making sure I'm enjoying myself was key as well. Mm. And so I made sure to get the rounds done first, first and foremost, yeah, yeah, yeah. after dinner, I got the rounds done. Then I went and enjoyed myself. And we mm. also made sure that the evening stopped. We were closing down around midnight. Okay. That's, yeah, we wanted to make sure that everyone had their dinner, they had dessert, everyone got to dance, have a couple drinks, but we're going to call it done, call it quits at midnight. I think they can go on a little long. Like I think that sometimes the reception can just end up just going and going and going and and at a certain point it's like what are we still doing here? Well, that's yeah, that's just it. Like I remember when Steve and I were shopping venues we went somewhere uh in niagara on the lake which was oh it was way too expensive Mm. but it was our dream venue and we went there and we were shocked when they told us that they actually closed down at 11 o'clock and they said just the way that we've planned the packages we've found over the years that people start leaving around 11 they don't actually stay that late anymore and people are drinking during the day as well uh, there's plenty of bars in the area so right. we we allow you know we tell brides to tell their guests that if you're interested in going to party if there's this bar down the street feel free mm. to go there but we are closing up at 11 mm. and i and i'm glad you know we were a little confused by that cuz we thought for sure we'd want to stay and party but yeah. Honestly, I was exhausted by the end of it. I just wanted to get back to our wedding night hotel, get the makeup off my face, which took two days to get off. <laughs> I don't wear makeup. <laughs> and it was a lot. And it took like an hour, I think, for Steve to help me get all the pins that were in my hair. So I, I definitely want to still laugh. <laughs> no, it's 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 that it's 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 because you know what we 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 think about on the day and the bride, the hair. She looks so gorgeous, and then afterwards you think about like undoing all of that. Like there's like it's, I think the go. pins in the hair is a very common wedding problem. Not for me. 
because you know I'm bald. Yeah. But, like, for for most bride brides and bridesmaids, the pins become a major thing. They were. And like, you should have seen me like afterwards when I was all on, like when I was my, my dress off, I've got everything off. I'm in like just my flannel pajamas. (laughs) I was just so done and tired. Like (laughs) I thought for sure Steve and I were going to be sitting up having a couple of drinks, but I think we were out you know, I think we were done by like one thirty in the morning, like finished, like unpacking, getting ourselves unchanged and into comfy clothes. And I, I just remember my head hitting the pillow and I woke up the next day around noon. But that's an exhausting day. <laughs> oh, was it ever? Like, again, it was enough trying to make sure I'm taking in the day. I still was tired though, going through it. And mm. I'm like, okay, make sure again, you're taking this in. But oh my gosh, I am done. It was hot too. Yeah. So, I mean, the heat's already getting to you. Yeah. And I remember during the pictures, I wanted it to end because I could feel myself like my hair starting to stick. And, <laughs> uh, not exactly the most romantic time, no. but it was it was good though. I'm but hot and sweaty and tired. You know, from a from a uh, like a wedding guest perspective, I think there's because uh, there's a, a, another. I mean, refer to our episodes on parties and get-togethers that way. Um, for mm-hmm. more details on that, but like a wedding is a particular, um, kind of party as yep. an attendee where if people don't know you, it's usually the first, the question that people have is how do you know the bride? But it's like, that's the opening. How do you know the couple? And at least that gives you, you know, it, maybe the conversation is I, I work with Tom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's like the extent of the com- conversation, but you know, it's. I think the worst part for me rather than anything else is dinner. Oh yeah. Because as a guest, you know, the wedding, the wedding party, they all know each other. They could sit up there and they're doing their thing on their, at, at, at the wedding party table. And then as a, as a guest, you're stuck with all these people that you may or may not know, depending on how the seating arrangement has been done. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know them now, you have to try to make conversation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's what I preferred about harvest tables, just the way that I had everything all laid out. I tried to make mm. sure that I sat people who were familiar with each other together. And the people like I think I only had my friend of my mom and dad's friends all knew each other. So that was great. I mm-hmm. put them right together. Steve's family stayed together. My family stayed together. Our friends were actually the bridge between all those gaps. Okay. So we we strategically placed them in different areas so that way they could transition, right? Hmm. And that way the conversation was all smoothed over between people maybe who didn't know each other, but we knew they'd get hmm. along. And and dinner hmm. dinner didn't last I mean actually no, dinner did last quite a bit because we had speeches. Yeah, we had speeches going. The thing is though when the spe- if you can get to the speeches, then at least the conversations are stopping. Exactly. You just have to listen or not. Just, now, yeah. I, the last wedding that I was at, I was also the MC. Oh my gosh. How'd you enjoy that? I've done it before. You know, I, uh, as we've, as we've discussed, I don't, I don't have a problem with attention. I guess I, you could describe me as an attention seeking introvert. <laughs> um, so the performative aspect, I don't mind. Right. And it gives me as, as somebody who's attending the wedding, the opportunity to, to have a purpose in being there. Ah, Okay. And having a purpose at the 
the dinner table, like around, like being not, not part of the wedding party, but, you know, sort of like wedding party adjacent was like a, it was a benefit. Yeah. 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 So um, if you don't mind being the center of attention, if you can be the MC and you're good at that sort of thing, I highly recommend it. We got some, we got a few uh, very uh, voluminous uh, comments on, on this. So I was really happy to see this. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Who's our first up? Oh, Sarah. I have been in too many bridal parties. And quite honestly, I read a great article on how to say no kindly when a bride or groom asks. I noticed after a wedding that I was in, my family life suffered because my anxiety was always skyrocketed and I found too much demand in parties and was pulled away too much. I feel if you don't have a familiar or close-like obligation, you need to learn the art of saying no. I'm happy for people getting married, but I can't let it defeat me emotionally anymore. If I'm asked, it will be a simple, I completely appreciate the beautiful gesture of being asked. However, with all the chaos of being a young family with a mortgage in this economy, I just cannot commit to the many bridal events that take place, nor can I afford them. But I would be honored to be a guest on your special day. My own wedding took place on a dock with just my parents, grandparents, and siblings, and his parents and siblings. It was super cheap, romantic, we didn't go into debt, and we were still married at the end of the day without making a small talk with 200 people I barely see on an everyday basis. Hmm. That's a good one. I think, like the, the, I think there is a lot of pressure to say yes to being part of a, a wedding party. Oh, yeah. Although, why somebody would ask somebody that's not that close to them to be part of their wedding party, I don't understand. Phil, it happened to me. What? Tell me more about this. Okay. I was friends with an, a very nice uh, – well, I still am friends with this nice person. And his fiance had a friend that bowed out of the wedding party just uh, due to uh, just stuff. And she asked, because I was friends with – her fiance, that if I would like to be in the party. This was during a party that was already taking place. So this person thought that this would be the best idea is to ask to be in her wedding party. I had no idea what to say. I was so, I think I was in a little bit of shock. Yeah. And I felt awkward. And it was just a, I, 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 I don't even know what kind of drink I want to drink right now. What? what? <laughs> and, and so <laughs> I said, yes. Did you say yes? I, I did. And then, you know what? The more absent I was during the planning, I finally just said, you know what? I don't think it's very fair to you that I'm a part of this. I, I think you need to stick with your close friends. I think that with everything going on and Steve and I were, you know, we were engaged at the time, you know, with everything going on in our lives, I think it would just be better if we be guests on your day and that, yeah. that's it. But that, this is another side of wedding planning for introverts is you're being brought into someone else's big day and yeah. you're being brought on for the ride of the chaos and that's that's a lot to ask from people and and I wanted to make sure that I did not ask a lot of my wedding party. I even so much as said I want you to wear as long as you're wearing the same color, 
wear what you want. Right. Make sure you can wear it again. Make sure you're in love with it. Wear whatever you want. I don't even care. We ended up mm. coordinating. It looked great. But I just, that is another side of that we don't consider is, yeah, it's hard for the bride, but it's also hard for the wedding party. It's not their big day. They're just there to help. There is a lot that gets put on on the the bridal party. Well, I'll be specific. Mm-hmm. The bridesmaid and the maid of honor. The guys never have a whole lot to right. do. Mm-hmm. It's like the the wedding, and I'm going to refer to it again. The wedding industrial complex tells us that all the work is done by the women and the guys just show up. Mm-hmm. So that's sh- shitty. It is. Generally, if like when you are part of a wedding party and you're a guy, you have few obligations except to show up on the day in the tuxedo they told you to show up in. Yes. Uh, Sheena says, uh, being a bride is overwhelming, but fun at the same time. I'm not the best planner and I'm someone who never thought I would get married or dream of a wedding or even watch wedding shows. <laughs> so I was lost, but I did get lots of help. Always reach out. People love weddings and love to party. Assign everyone in your bridal party a task for the day so everything goes smoothly and less on your plate. Also, don't be afraid to do the type of wedding you want. Mine wasn't traditional besides being in a church. Everything else was my style. Absolutely. Do what makes you happy. I think, I mean, as much as you can, because as we mentioned, sometimes parents get involved and you don't have the opportunity to do do things your way as much as you want, Mm -hmm. but fight for what you want as much as you can. You'll be much happier at the end of the day, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, again, we just compromised. We found something that worked for my parents. Um, Steve's dad was totally fine with whatever we were doing. So he he was just happy it was happening in the first place. Mm -hmm. And Steve and I were happy with the compromise. I mean, as long as everyone's happy, Mm. that's all that matters. But it's your day at the end of the day. And that's something that I had to make sure was really nailed home, which is I f- I'm going to be very sad if a, the bride at the on the wedding is not happy. And I'm talking about myself, of course. Yeah, but of it course. Was just, yeah. It is a sad day when the bride doesn't get what she wants, right? Exactly. Yeah. Raina says, I had a large wedding. As an introvert in a big family, I was stuck between a rock and a hard place. But with the help of my bridal party and lots of advice, we decided to have the large guest count, 130, and we settled on a banquet hall. But we made the ceremony later and the bar closed at 12. Oh, this sounds familiar. I had enough time to enjoy my day, get ready, and ease into socializing. Keeping the day short with that many people was key to my sanity. Everyone had a great time. The wedding was still traditional and meaningful, but I left a happy bride by midnight. Excellent. See, that's nice. That is good. Yeah. Yeah. Great minds think alike, Raina. Again, when you can, press for what makes you comfortable. Mm-hmm. If you can avoid the twelve hundred person wedding par- wedding guest list, <laughs> um, by all means do because I know I would be very uncomfortable. I mean, here's the thing: like my friends Chris and Jess, when when they got married, there was although they some family members were annoyed that they weren't invited to the wedding. They were like, if if this family member can't pick my partner out of a out of a lineup, they don't get to come. Oh, that's so true. Like why? Oh. Why are we inviting people who don't even know who we are? Exactly, all for the sake of a wedding gift. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. 
It just, it ruins it completely. Like Steve knew everybody that was at the wedding. I knew everybody at the wedding. And so, and so you should, I think that, I think that if you don't all your, I mean, a wedding that size, you're doing it for the gifts, honestly. Oh, absolutely. And that is, uh, there's something about that that really makes me uncomfortable. Uh, like, like, yeah. are you getting married because you love the person or are you getting married for the gifts? Which, which, which is, is a friend? <laughs> you know what? If I show up and there are that many people, you know, if I, if I heard that there were 1200 people, I'd probably be like, I bet they won't even notice if I don't bring a gift. Honestly. Unless somebody is there like ticking off everybody who drops something in. But you know what? Fuck those people. That's what they're doing. <laughs> so let's, let's take a look at the internet. Um, this first one, there's a lot in this first one, but I'm going to, I'm going to abridge a bit. Okay. And, and funny enough, the story is from, uh, uh, brides.com hey. and they had an article, which was wedding day survival tips for introverted brides. The first thing they say is you can have as much privacy as you need. They say, while it's easy to think you have to spend the entire day under a spotlight, you don't. Now, not all introverts are shy, but many are. So if that describes you, make your privacy a priority. Mm. private vows or a small reception can make you feel more comfortable. Also, yes. you can also to factor in alone time with your partner. Like if you can take some time. I know, I know there've been, I've seen, been at weddings where the couple disappears with the photographer mm -hmm. and there've been a couple where the, the, the photographer, I saw the cut the photographer about like 20 minutes later having a smoke, but the couple didn't come back for like a half hour because I think they were off. Like they needed their time together the this can be yeah. an overwhelming day and 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 having that time was was super helpful oh for sure yeah like steve and i didn't actually get to sit and talk to each other until dinner and mm. even then we were still had people coming up and so yeah no totally agree assign a gatekeeper and i've seen people do this like assign somebody in your wedding partner that is like the go-to for everything don't have don't don't have the wedding planner come to the bride assign like a member of the wedding party who is the, if an, if an urgent thing comes up, this is the person I trust who will make the determination as to whether they will say they will make the decision or, or it comes to has to come to the bride, but mm -hmm. assign that person so that you can actually enjoy the day and not have to deal with whatever crisis comes up. For sure. Which is usually your maid of honor, best man. That's situation. right. Yeah. Yep. Get a good one. Um, another uh, uh, suggestion that came from uh, uh, marriagenamechange.com, which is a strange website, mm -hmm. but it, they had an article mm -hmm. about uh, weddings and introverts, um, was minimize parties or your attendance or role in them. Mm -hmm. Because okay. there's a lot of parties that can happen before a wedding. You know, there's there's the um, – all the showers. All the showers. Oh my God, so many showers. I like I've heard people who are like, oh, oh yeah, it's, it's the third shower. I'm like, third shower? Why? Why? Like it's too much. Bro. And then you've got your engagement party, and then there's the uh oh rehearsal dinner and the party still. I've heard of people having so they're having they had the shower, mm -hmm. the bachelor, and the stag and doe. Whoa. Okay. One or the other. Yeah. Shower and bachelor or Stag and doe. Don't 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 do both. Oh yeah, sorry. Shower, bachelorette, bachelor, and stag and doe. There's four parties there. Let's stop stop the madness. Too too much. And too much. And of course, if you're if you're an introvert, that's too many parties to deal with. It's 
a lot of planning. Like I, my wedding already was a hassle. I couldn't imagine planning. Well, I mean, you don't plan the showers, but I mean, planning everything else that's going to go with it though. Plus mm. your stag and doe. Yeah. Oh no, no. But even with, even with, with that sort of thing, like I just, like, even though you're not planning it, it's still like effort. It's a party. Mm-hmm. And yes, everything's it your 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 maid of honor is going to plan a party so that the bride can have people shower attention on them but that's still a drain on the introvert oh absolutely oh right oof i'm getting chills yeah i, th- <laughs> I thought you might um there was another another article in the washington post that i saw which was about ways to make weddings more fun for introverts. Mm, okay. Because, you know, the the usual way that a wedding goes as a guest is not a fun time. Yeah. Mm. The whole sitting through dinner and also if there's like mingling before dinner, like I went to one wedding years ago where literally they had us in a hall waiting for like two hours before the wedding party came. Oh, that's brutal. Then there was dinner. And then like, it was just like so much time and it was like, why are we doing this? So just, and, and then getting through the dinner, the dancing, yeah. all of that stuff. Um, some suggestions that this website uh, had was uh, to try you doing out of the box party favors, mm-hmm. like instead of candy or candles, maybe a deck of card with the wedding, the, the, the couple's names on them. Oh, um, like maybe that way people will play cards at the table instead of having to have conversations, you know, yeah. uh, having a, having a game or, 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 you know, like uh, uh, little, little table games or things like that, which is, which is maybe more, more. Oh, uh, that's so more, cute. Yeah. That's better. Um, also maybe like, did you guys do a receiving line by the way? Absolutely not. Excellent. No. Excellent. Because <laughs> I've been at weddings where like, it seems like, everybody's in a goddamn receiving line. Oh, no. Like, we're going to come in, and I'm going to – I'm shaking hands with the uncle, the aunt, the second cousin, the cousins, the brother, the sister, another uncle. Didn't I already shake that guy's hand? Then I get into yeah. the mother of the bride, the mother of the, the father of the bride, the mother of the groom. It's, like, it's just like all these people. And really, I just wanted to say congratulations to the couple. That You know what? That is why – to me, it, that's what the purpose of the cocktail hour is. Right. All, while Steve and I were off having pictures, we had the bar open and everyone got to stand out on the beautiful deck overlooking the beautiful Niagara River. Mm-hmm. And that was it. That was it, folks. And then we got introduced into the hall before dinner and we sat down and everyone ate their freaking meal. <laughs> I, right. I was not having this receiving line and my parents wanted one. I was like, no. <sighs> Another of the suggestions that the Washington Post article had, and I think this is written for right, rich people, was like, um, hold receptions at museums or libraries. And I'm oh, like, yeah, no. sure, money bags. Like, I mean, I understand that you're saying, like, hold it there. And then, like, the introvert can, like, escape to look at, like, a dinosaur or something. But let's talk about the expense of holding the your reception at a museum or, or gallery, like, come on. Those, those were definitely some of the venues I was looking at because there was the beautiful dream venue. uh, Kurt's Orchard in Niagara on the Lake was Mm -hmm. my dream venue. Way too expensive. 
Um, and then I started looking at museums and some galleries in Toronto, thinking mm. that this would be a way to cut some cut some money there. Ooh, no. Oh no, no, no. I was naive. I was naive and I'm sorry, I could have I could have told you that. If you'd said, could I save some money by doing a reception in Toronto would have been like, you gotta be crazy. Phil, why were you not my wedding planner? You didn't ask me these questions. The numbers added up so quickly because a lot of these places did not, and I'm talking like ninety-nine percent did not cater. So there's no caterer. You gotta and you had to buy for that as well. So that's another added expense. And Toronto caterers, not affordable. I, I just, I don't know who these articles are geared towards. No, but also as soon as you say to a caterer that it's a wedding, they're going to inflate their price. Oh, absolutely. The price, like I, one of the things I was doing, I, I was attempting to do when it was a backyard party. My original plan was a backyard party bonfire with a band and we'd have a, um, a food truck and an ice cream truck come. I explicitly said it was just a get together. Mm -hmm. And the prices dramatically cheaper. Yes. Oh yes. And it was, it wasn't until I actually moved it to an, a wedding venue. That's when I had to say it was a wedding, but right. I just, the exorbitant prices, just ridiculous what they'll mm -hmm. charge you. Shall we talk about what we learned? Yes. It is your day. You call the shots. And you will find ways to make this day as as mentally... I, what's the way I'm trying to phrase this, Phil? You will find ways to get your quiet time. To talk, If you have some sort of social anxiety, you will find troves of advice on on the internet i'm actually mm. really reasonably happy with the advice that's actually on the internet about introverts and weddings yeah I've, i actually i was too it seems like 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 reasonable advice what about you phil what would what would you say you learned <laughs> i mean i'm never going to be a bride per se but <laughs> i mean hopefully one day i will get married um and at that time um I will definitely be talking like being very open about what I need. Now it's going to be easier for me because there's less pressure on the groom. Mm. If my partner happens to be an introvert as well, whenever that happens, I'm going to be encouraging them to talk about what they need in any given situation. Like as we always say, say what you need. And in this particular instance, in this situation, in a wedding, it can be hard to be heard because there are so many voices in addition to family, there are wedding planners telling you what you have to do. There are venues telling you what you have to do. There are so many people telling you what you quote unquote have to do. Mm -hmm. And few, very few people who are asking you what you actually want. Yeah. Be firm. You definitely need to say what you mean, mean what you say, and don't let people tell you otherwise. It's your day. 